0: And welcome to the Worldwide Chelsea Pod, episode 50, the big Five 0 um, First of all, before I introduce my guests, I'd like to say thank you to everyone. We achieved on the last episode 5,000 downloads, which uh, for our pods, the 450 uh, episodes, it's fantastic. Um, we thank you all for downloading, viewing, all that jazz. Absolutely brilliant from everyone. Um, and now to the guests. So first we have uh, Marv, how are you doing man? I'm doing fantastic, cannot complain, happy day, how about you? I'm, well, I was very good then this game happened and then it, I'm now kind of middle. <laughs> and next, returning, it's been a long time but we need that positivity. Mike, how are you doing?
1: And I think Mike's frozen. Oh. No, it's okay. I, I, I was frozen. Um, can you hear me now? Yep. Oh, good. Good. Uh, no, I um, I didn't quite catch what you said, other than returning, and then it went. Mister Positivity, we need your positivity. And I um, uh, I'll say this: we got a point. We have a point. Yeah. Uh, We are one point closer to West Ham United, which are pretty much a perennial uh, powerhouse in the uh, the Champions League, so We're we're doing we're doing fantastic
0: Yeah, I mean it's been We're we're, we're getting better over the last few weeks, but uh, obviously first of all we'll I'll go to you Marv just how, How what's your thoughts been on Thomas Tuchel so far?
2: Well, I said a solid 7 or 8 out of 10, because when he took over, we were in 10th place. So uh, what were the expectations? It was save a dead season, essentially. Um, We've got ourselves back in a top four race magically, and I don't know how we did it. And we haven't lost a game. So at some point, we have to kind of uh, accept the positives. There are definitely positives on that.
0: And Mike, obviously, we haven't really heard your um, opinion on Tuchel on the pod yet. So how are you feeling about Tuchel so far?
1: Um, you know, I I would love for him to use a guy that he's familiar with and Christian Pulisic, but let's, let's not ignore the fact that he hasn't lost a game. Um, we may or may not have drawn dropped points, but I don't think that's to his detriment. I think that's really indicative of the way the team is constructed and the way that, Um, And and I don't think that's necessarily him. I think it's just personnel dictates this at this point. But uh, he's gotten a hell of a lot out of um, Andreas Christensen. Uh, Rudiger looks like the man uh, that a lot of people, namely a certain uh, coast, um, would like to believe and and certainly proved him right. But I think it's... um, it's a credit to him. He's been able to uh, steady the ship, and honestly, I um, have been nothing but uh, excited about the next game because I like to see what the lineup looks like. I like to see how the lineup performs, um, and it seems like he doesn't care about the political side of things um, as you know as as he's handled uh, Callum. Um, we saw that today. We've seen that in, I think, the previous uh, Premier League game. He does not care about your feelings, and if you're not doing the job, then be prepared to. F- he's going to find somebody who's going to do the job for you.
0: Yeah, I think it's been it's been interesting how we've seen Tuchel so far. Um, what do you think on how defensively well we've played so far?
1: Oh, I I, I think it's. I mean. We haven't really had the benefit of having Tiago back there, but um, we haven't really missed him either. All things considered, uh, looking at the amount of goals that we've conceded in this uh, in this time that he's uh, been manager, I, I would say that um, we haven't really missed a whole lot of Tiago Silva. That being said, um, Tiago obviously offers some additional, you know, security blankets, and it would allow another couple of players to play maybe a little bit more forward um, with respect to um, the midfield and things like that. But I, um, I've got nothing but good things to say about Tuchel and how he's had to juggle this this roster, for that matter, and, and the fact that he's been able to um, put together a good lineup that in, that includes. Christensen, I think speaks to um, his ability to not only find the right role for this guy, but also to to inspire him to play well because he looks like a different player than what we saw under Frank.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think certain players have um, played very well uh, under Tuchel, which for me may be more because of the formation they're in rather than their actual ability, but it'll be something uh, we'll have to wait and see when, if and when we do go back to a four at the back. Um, So, moving on to, obviously, today's result, um, 0-0 versus Manchester United again. Bit of a snooze fest. Um, Neither neither team really had many chances to score. Um, What did you think
1: of the overall game, Mike? I mean... You could tell within, I guess, the maybe the first 15 minutes that this was going to be a draw, uh, whether it was going to be 1-1 or 0-0. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think either one of the teams wanted to reveal much um, in terms of um, their defensive deficiencies, for that matter. I don't think either, either team wanted to be the first to... Oh, you've cut out, Mike.
2: I believe Mike has cut out there, but I think he was going to say, "Well, I think you got to flee well, and it doesn't matter the score." Um, he appears to have died. Where's
1: he gone? Ooh. It oh, was wait. better. that yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, continue. Yeah, you,
2: you, you cut you, off. You cut off.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Um. So I I think it's you know I I think it's a a credit to both coaches, for that matter, for you know, not revealing their hands and not be, being in a position to expose their defenses and um, for their deficiencies, for that matter. But I think, ultimately, it comes down to um, they have both had opportunities to score. Um, and I thought we had more opportunities, more chances to score, and we just didn't do it. Um, so I'm, I'm a little disappointed in that respect, but at the same time, I, I can't be... Um, Too upset considering, you know, United are in second place. They are, for lack of a better term, a a shithouse team that shouldn't be in second place to be, in in my opinion, in my estimation. Um, And I think it's very, you know, ironic that, of all people, Oldie's talking about influencing referees um, after a match, um, specifically pointing to the... uh, Aspie McGuire um, foul that should have been a penalty. Um, that being said, yeah, I, I uh, it could have been a lot worse, um, but I, I I definitely went into this thing expecting a win because of the way that you know United were lining lining up um, and have been lining up uh, up until this up until this point.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I do agree with you. We kind of all both teams cancelled each other out and. Um, we did have the better chances out of the two, and we didn't take them, and that's the unfortunate part about it. Marv, what was your overall thoughts on the game?
2: Well, I thought uh, the result was not that bad. I mean, considering we didn't lose, we had to avoid losing. There's a big run of bad games, and I guess we're only... uh, How many points are we off the four at the moment? Just one, right? One off, four, six. So, you know, I don't think West Ham are going to be a trouble. The trouble is Liverpool, who are winning. So... We're going to be one point ahead of them coming up to play them on Thursday. That game is much more important than this one was. And this one, I mean, we probably could have won. Creativity wasn't quite there. But the fact we didn't lose, we still haven't lost, is important. We've got to get in that four. And if we lost, it would have been a catastrophe. So got to win Thursday, and then this becomes a fairly decent result. I mean, thinking about the way we set the team up, we've had three big games with Tuchel so far, two wins and a draw. So we can't really complain much.
0: Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's one of them things. Obviously, uh, Liverpool currently winning. Obviously, that I don't know how their goal stood because Curtis Jones, the whoever I can't remember who passed it to him, but took it way off the line. And how VAR haven't checked that and seen that, I don't know. But
2: uh, there um... you
0: go, typical. But we can say that we can't. We can't. Well, I'd say we we can't be too disappointed. VAR VAR wanted to give out... Uh, penalty the penalty the man united penalty a penalty but the referee whether you think on so or not i think made the right decision and decided to give it um no penalty marv what was your opinion on that penalty shot
2: was never a penalty how are they complaining about this both arms are in the air both touch it if anything they both are running for the ball and they both touch it I- People really think it is a penalty are clutching at the biggest straws and not the good straws either. You know those crappy paper ones they give you at McDonald's nowadays go soggy by the end of the game, just like Ole's career. So yeah, I'm, I can't believe people are saying penalty. Never was, never was. And Mike,
1: did you think it was a penalty at all? No, era penal. Um, <laughs> seriously though, yeah, no. But but in all honesty, let let's let's be one hundred percent um let's let's keep it real here it wasn't it wasn't um it, it, if anything i mean <laughs> you know it 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 was a foul on rashford um it but but no i i here here's what i'll say to that i um the referee made the right call and made the right decision it, it's 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 insane that we were even having this conversation i don't know i know that um they've dissected it in multiple angles and things like that but i think it's silly um and i think it's pretty rich of all people of all teams united are the ones screaming penalty um and to that i'll say it ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun huh
0: yeah uh and obviously you guys will be a bit lucky not to have the coverage of bt uh sky sports but Gary Neville, oh my God! I, I I nearly had to turn the game off just because of his commentary. He was so biased oh. to that oh. penalty decision. The the whole game, everything. Man United, like I don't, I can't understand for the life of me why he's commentary in United games. I understand being on there at half-time, full time, analysing it, but being on for the whole game of Martin Tyler couldn't understand it and that 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 was the part that really pissed me off about the game more than the game itself
2: it was ridiculous i don't know how it was allowed when he was talking about surrounding the ref and, st- and i was thinking like well, what what are you doing like i don't know how they've gotten to the point where they've allowed ex players of those exact teams to commentate on these games it's just ridiculous and, and it, it i just don't get how that was allowed and it, he actually started off pretty well that guy um, but he's been always biased. I mean, after that first season, I remember there was an open goal Lukaku missed when they played like Tottenham or someone. It was literally an empty net and he put it wide. He goes, oh, it was a tight angle. it was like, fuck off. It was a shit miss that cost you the game. And it's, you know, that kind of bias needs to be kind of taken out the game as fast as possible, I think.
0: Yeah. And then you had Oli crying after the game. <laughs> um, he made the comments that um, about how apparently something... Um, a comment that the referee made to Maguire, he can't speak in person, but it wasn't good and that the Chelsea website um, beforehand was a massive blame to why the referee didn't give that penalty um, for content of that basically the Chelsea website mentioned about how Maguire had a history of penalties that we haven't got, for, so that was the P choke dive and then the Michi Batshuayi kick out um, Mike, what do you think of them comments?
1: I mean, it, it, I mean, it, look, I don't think there's anything that needs to be really said. I, I think it he's he's really exposed himself for the kind of person that he is, um, and it, it, it's again, I, I think it's pretty rich of, of all of all managers, and he's gone full Jurgen Klopp to quote um, the big homie Jordan. Um, man's gone full Jurgen Klopp here with with his post match interview, and I guess good on him in that respect. But you can't have it both ways. You can't have you can't sit there and be that team and be that be that guy that sits there and says, "Well, you know, that penalty that Fernandez or Rashford drew was legitimate, or the no call or the no penalty on Maguire was." was the right was the right no call and sit there and say that this penalty or no penalty for that matter on Callum is 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 accurate or and, and then and then to and then to cite, you know, outside influences is is just I mean, it's it, it is it really is. It's it's a bit rich um, and you want people to take you serious as a as a manager, perhaps maybe not um Pick this, pick this argument to to settle on, because I think it just speaks to his, you know, lack of experience in terms of politician or in terms of being a manager for that respect. Because um, any self-respecting manager would say, "Hey, look, yeah, we may have deserved to win. It had nothing to do with that call." You can point to a couple of other chances that they had opportunities to win. Mindy made some good saves. That being said, that was not a penalty. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a penalty for me. And Ollie's comments, they were quite laughable when I read them. Um, gave me a good chuckle after the game. Um, Mike, have you, uh, Marv, have you got anything to add on them for them, Ollie yeah. comments? Yeah, I mean,. The guy's an idiot, always was an idiot, and always will
2: be an idiot. Looks like he's like come out of the mummy. So he should just like, shut up and, and, and accept the fact he's a big fraud. And, uh, you know, uh, come on. I mean, they get a penalty every single game. The amount of unfair decisions they've had their way. and <laughs> A dubious penalty. Uh, is you know, just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Sir. They need to take their L's and, uh, and move on. I know they won the title in December but uh you know this is a new season for them now uh, they need to just give it up losers
0: yeah i think it was <laughs> the the comments just it it just screamed excuses screamed oh we didn't play well today so let's put put the um pressure off our team and put it on the chelsea admin, which for me just made <laughs> them look like even more of an idiot very funny um, so going into the lineup that um, was announced, um, there was uh, when I looked on social media, there was some positive but some negative to it. I personally, for myself, didn't really like the lineup too much and got quite a bit of hate for it in that respect. But um, what did you think, Marv, of the lineup? Did you think it was a good lineup? Would there, would you have made any changes?
1: Well,
2: interesting point because I thought Pulisic should have started, but then when he came on, he didn't really do anything either. But um. Like I've gotten to the point now where I just trust uh, Tuchel's lineups because we've had good results from the lineups that he's been picking. So I mean, I don't complain. The only time I complain is when results persist badly. In the same, for example, when Frank was the coach, he picked Christensen, he made mistakes, we so didn't win the game, and then he picked him the very next week, and uh, that that annoyed me. Like whereas this, I can kind of take. I didn't think Chilwell should have started because he'd been having disaster classes, but he played played fairly well, so. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm okay with the lineup. I mean, there are some odd subs where he, took, he had no striker on for about 15 minutes. I didn't get it, but at the same time, I thought, oh, there's probably some kind of idea behind it. And You know, we almost stole the game. It wasn't a bad
1: performance. Yeah. Um, Mike, what did you think of the starting lineup? I mean, no, to Tomar's to point, I, I've grown to trust uh, Tuchel and how he wants to line up and set up his team. Um, You know, having the... Having Tammy out, I think, and I, I, I might catch some stick on this, but I think that made the 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 decision a little bit easier on him. Be able to start Ollie, and let's all, Ollie deserves to start in that respect because you know hell he saved our skin in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know your your back three was playing fantastic. Your you know, you're four. You're four in the middle, no issues there, really. Uh, I thought it was interesting to to, to play Chillwell, but hey, I mean, I I may have subbed Chillwell a little bit earlier, personally, but um, you no, know, I mean, I've got really got. I really didn't have any issues with it, but it was only it, it. You know, in I I may have been a personally been a baby about it with the lack of having Christian Polisic there, but I, I've come to understand that Polisic is now going to be either a super sub or he's not going to be used at all. Um and I'm still trying to figure that out personally. Um and why that is and unless it's a unless it's a a situation where he's still trying to tinker with this team and trying to figure out exactly what he wants to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me I think the back three, the and the middle, I wasn't I didn't have too much issues with this. For me, it was Ziek. I didn't really understand why he was coming into the lineup. And from what it kind of showed on the pitch, um it kind of proved my right I kind of for me to to beat this Man United team, I wanted a bit of pace up front. Um so obviously you wanted someone to hold it up like Giroud. I I understood Giroud starting. But maybe but I understood that he said about Werner near the break, but for me that would have meant bringing Pulisic, not bringing Ziek. I just didn't really understand what Ziek's role was supposed to be. And I think I'm again, I'm surprised he stayed on this long. I understand that he didn't get brought off at half time because obviously Callum had the injury. So you're not gonna obviously take two people off at half time. But the second substitution it was Giroud coming off of Pulisic. I didn't understand that at all. But as Marv says, I trust Tuchel. Um, obviously, he, I think he's got this one wrong, but I trust him to do the lineups because, as he said, he hasn't got much wrong at all this season. Um, this one, you could have argued it was wrong, but I'm sure Tuchel had an idea behind it. What did you think overall of the game, Mike?
1: I mean, did he play... I mean, and I'll... I'll throw it back to you guys here. Do you guys think that he played bad in the last time the last game that you saw of, of when he played? Um I I didn't necessarily think it was terrible and I and I understand why you bring that man in. Um that being said, um should somebody else deserve to have started over him? Sure. I, I could think of maybe a couple of players that could have maybe have gone in over him. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, uh, I really didn't have a problem with it because what you just said, like he's done a, for the, for the most part, he's done a fantastic job of, of putting these players in positions to be successful in their roles. And I think that, 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 that speaks to his knowledge of the game and it speaks to, um, you know, what, what he's come to understand of his personnel and the players that he has. And that's why we've seen, more Alonzo, um I I don't know man. I I Like to see what and and i'll be the and this this will come as a, a shock to some um because of my position and how I felt and my thoughts on um emerson, but I I also feel like man Maybe emerson deserves some run himself in this respect and you know, everybody's gotten a clean slate everybody um He's been one of the few guys that we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of, albeit much of anything, if really. Um, so, um, him, Polisic, I'd love to see more of, and perhaps maybe we will. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I don't have any real issues with the way that he opted to go with Z- Ziek or, um, for for that matter, um, Giroud. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to have. Team of Werner there, um, but yeah, I, I think it's just you know he's he's still trying to you know put things up against the wall and see if they stick. Uh, but yeah, I think perhaps maybe we'll see something later on down the road against the Liverpool match as well.
0: Yeah, I mean i i can I can understand your point um, with Ziyech and Tuchel. Um, marv what was your overall opinion on zx performance
2: well i thought in the first i actually forgot to criticize him because i forgot he was on um <clears throat> but um no i mean it wasn't great but again as you said earlier on the stream that uh how many games has he actually played and he had a massive time out when the erida finished as well so what are we are we expecting from him at this stage and we have to always also remember i mean even if he isn't Amazing or adapted yet these players that we're talking about these players that we've signed have only had around about half a season And some of them have not even had that because of injuries So we have to be uh, Fair because for example for me if I don't see something unique or skillful Then I'm willing to loan them off and whatever like I feel I don't think we saw any improvement out of Tammy Abraham for example scored a few goals not in big games nothing's changed in the second season but we're talking about someone like Ziyech. In those early games where he did play, he looked absolutely incredible. But remember the Sheffield United game and some of those early games before he had yet another injury. So there is obviously something there. So giving up on a player before one season has ended might be a bit too much. So for the likes of maybe someone like Ziyech and Werner and Havertz and all these people, obviously you cannot write players off that quickly. Maybe if they have a shit second season, okay, but you know, they're still valid players to have in your team. I mean, our squad is actually pretty decent overall.
0: Yeah, I mean, as I said in um, Sadiq's stream earlier, um, check it out if you already haven't. Um, Ziek, he has had a lot of time out and has not played a lot of games within a calendar year. Um, so I understand why... It, He's struggling to get into the Premier League. I understand why he's not in form, but for me, that's why I that's why I kind of am a bit flustered of why he was thrown into a game at this of this magnitude. For me, I think the way we deal with Ziyech at the moment is we just slowly bring him off the bench, give him thirty minutes each game, give him twenty minutes each game, and just slowly build up his confidence and his match fitness because I think he's we've got a lot of big games coming up and I think you can't, I, I think it's unfair to throw someone like Ziak at the moment into a Liverpool, into an Everton, uh, into Atletico Madrid and any other, the Champions League games we have. Um, yes, he does give us that creativeness that we could be missing, but I just think at the moment he's not ready and I think it's just to keep someone's confidence high, just to keep them match fit, I think you just need to maybe just use him off the bench up towards the end of the season. Hopefully, by the end of the season, he can get a bit of firing. But even if he doesn't, give him a pre-season to work with the squad, get himself back to a form of just get him back to his prime. And then next season, let him unleash. Because I think I believe in the player. I, I, I have utmost respect for the player, his ability, his technique. And I think he can work in the Premier League. But I think we just need to, I think we do need to just give him his, this time. Just to adapt and get back to playing regular football.
1: Now, uh, to, to to that point, though, um, what did you think about his performance and against Atletico, for that matter? Um, I thought that that was a. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a coming out party by any means, considering the injuries that he's had and his lack of fitness and things like that. But I I thought he was he was fantastic uh, personally. Um, you now, if you've got something to the contrary I'd love to hear that but for me I, I thought okay so he plays and this is just and of course you know with football it's very subjective in that respect, right um, you know it seems like not one person sees the same game that the other person sees um, That being said, I, I thought Zeek played fantastic and that's maybe why he got the opportunity or the the, the nod to start from my perspective.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he played well, but I think that, for me, it kind of points to the, my point of just, he he's I think he's going to play well with these stunts off the bench and just getting into the game, getting used to the league, um, adapting and just getting match fitness. I think he just needs that time. It, and coming off the bench, especially when, for example, Chelsea are winning at that point, you're, the pressure's just off you a little bit. And you can he he can be just there to express himself a little bit more. So I think that's the kind of it's just a more of a I feel feel like it's just more of a man management thing more than anything with Zeek, um, and maybe there is maybe Havertz needs a similar thing. Although I think with the difference between the feel, I feel between Havertz and Zeek, is Havertz has had apart from the last few weeks a consistent run of games. It's just like. I think I counted it. I think it was Ziyech in from March last year to now has played 10 games, which I, 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 anyone, I don't care what player you are, Messi, Ronaldo, anyone, you're not going to be anywhere near your best playing 10 games in a year uh, on and off. And I think it's just been a very rare situation for him that he, again, hasn't experienced in his career and adapt into the Premier League, I think it's just really hard for him. So that's why I think he. if we can just maybe give him that time to try and adapt and then see what he does next season, then I think that's how we get the best out of him. Um, but Mike, who did you think was your man the match for the game?
1: No, was Conte, um, personally. I'm, I'm glad that he got the opportunity to start. And I'm, I'm glad that you know, there's certain people out there um, that were huge uh, opponents of Conte and his. You know, they've questioned his his uh, status as world class player and things like that, and gone so far as to call people call him stupid and whatever. Um, no, I, I, I thought that guy was so invaluable. He was all over the pitch in my my opinion, in my estimation. That's to me was the man of the match for a nil no draw. And granted, if he's your if you're man of the match, typically things have not gone not not have got things have not gone your way. Easier for me to say in that respect. So I yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching him all over the pitch.
0: Yeah, I mean I I think Kante he played quite I think in the first half he was he was okay for me, but he wasn't at his best, but I think second half he really saved us in a couple of moments and he was very good I think he's still attacking parts of this game that can still improve, but Defensively, this is probably one of the best performances. I've seen of Golo
1: Kante in a long while um, Oh, absolutely. Um, you you have um, Him when he shows up in those championship rounds, you know rounds 10 through 12 To give a boxing analogy. That's what you want to see from a world-class player
0: yeah, definitely. Um, I think he's definitely, for me, I don't, I don't know whether I'd say Kante is my definite man of the match, but I think he's definitely in the running top three. Definitely
2: not. definitely not. His performance in the first half was nowhere near. I mean, he'd lived to give the ball away in the first half. I mean, he, he did save us in the second, but for man of the match, can't be.
0: Who did you think was man of the match,
2: Marv? Antonio Rudiger. He uh, drove the team forward in the first half, drove it straight through, but actually become a winger at one point. Um, defensively, was flawless. He created a chance, just but he put one player on his arse, switched it to the Hudson-Odoi, and he put it in Giroud on his uh, Also, Christensen uh, won every ball that came his way. The defence were flawless for us today. Uh, so, couldn't go against any of those main two at the back, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, mine was... My top three of the game were, personally... Rudiger, Christensen and Kante. So it's it's nice that both of you mentioned all three. I think if I was to pick one, um, I'd actually probably have to side with Marv in terms of Rudiger. I thought he played, he was top-notch today. I think he dealt with United's attack very well. That 15 seconds that he suddenly turned into Ronaldinho. Um, <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant to watch, and then yeah, I think exact, exactly how Marv said that crossfield ball he made to Hudson-Odoi and uh, crossed it in for Giroud. I think Giroud could have done a little bit better with that, but that was we needed to see more from that from not just I think Christensen as well, but other players as well. We just weren't seeing enough of them passes today. I think Rudiger he has played he apart from the slight Sheffield United own goal, which I think was just a unfortunate communication mishap. I don't really blame it too much on him. But oh. apart from that, he has been flawless since Tuchel. I think Christensen's been the same. I think Kante again, I think if it if his, if that first half was just a little bit better, I think I could I could under, I, I would I would probably give Kante man the match, but just that first half of me wasn't good enough overall. I think the second half he did he was but if you're talking just second half alone Man the match. But first half I think he needed just that little bit to improve um just to get that spot. But um he did play very well in the second half and I think he did deserve to be in the starting lineup, especially after that, because I think if that was Jorginho in the squad, yeah. I don't think we would have been saved in that moment and United could have gone one nil up.
2: Possibly, but would, would have Jorginho set some more attack? I mean, being unbiased here on that. First off, Cante just kept giving it away all the time. So, would Jorginho not have created a couple of counter attacking opportunities as well? So, I think there's a potential that could have worked both ways.
0: Yeah, it could have worked both ways, but um, yeah, it, it, I think mean, we would have seen a goal either way with Jorginho. Which way it would have went <laughs> is, is the question to ask. Um, yeah. <laughs> but moving on to off this game and on to uh, actually, there's one more point I wanted to make Um, Tammy Abraham there was a comment Tuchel got asked um, why Tammy Abraham wasn't in the squad and I think the journalist was asking about his injury whether that was the reason Um, Tuchel said that it wasn't an injury and that he just didn't find he didn't feel there was a place for Tammy Abraham in the squad Um, Mike what do you think about that comment
1: I mean sure I mean (laughs) <laughs> That's fine. I, I have no problems with that. Um, you know I I've come to appreciate and not to say that Frank was, you know, being disingenuous in his um in his um you know pre pre match interviews, things like that, or post match interviews for that matter. Um I, I, I've come to appreciate what Tuchel has been saying and and yeah. To to his credit, he felt that Tammy wouldn't offer the same thing that Giroud would offer, or Timo would offer, for that matter. So we have to accept what it is, and until we see otherwise, we have to we have to it, yeah, we have to believe what Tuchel is saying is absolutely correct here. Which I I don't think anybody with their head screwed on right would would disagree with. Um, I don't think Tammy would have been, would, would have provided the, the difference between a nil-nil draw and a 1-nil and a one, one or 2-nil win for that matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, Marv, what do you think about that, them comments?
2: Well, I mean, uh, you know, I don't
0: think he's good enough to play for
2: Chelsea at this point, so maybe the best thing would be a, a sell with a buyback, potentially, if he does get good in the next couple of years. Um, but him being left out, I mean, you know, Giroud was, was a killer in there. Athletico games, you've got a picture room uh, Werner's there with his kind. Of, Werner is always a danger, even if he don't score. The danger is pace in behind on the ball can run at you. Tammy can't do any of that stuff. All Tammy can do is chase the ball and get in the box, and and even then he can't header. So you know that's why he's out. He's not not quite there. And we've got two strikers that are a bit more effective, uh, in my opinion. So you know that that's that's the thing. There's no like agendas or whatever that's just how it is i mean we, we, we weren't playing Barnsley, so you don't pick him
0: yeah, I mean, for me I think i under- I completely fully understand why he wasn't in the starting line up. It did bemuse me a little bit why he was on the bench, considering if you look at the bench, had both Rich James and Emerson on. could you have put tammy on? instead of Emerson or one... Of, well, yeah, you would say Emerson over Rich James. Um, was Alonso on the bench? No, Alonso wasn't on the bench at all.
2: Oh, well, then you, you need a left-back. I mean, if he... I mean, Because then, I mean, if you don't have Emerson on and, and you get an injury, you have to put Aspie in there. Oh, no, have...
0: actually, sorry, Alonso was on the bench. That's an interesting one. So you or have maybe... one, two, three, four, five defenders out of the nine players on the bench and then you got Kepper as well so it was a bit of a strange one yeah, um,
2: I mean, yeah it's definitely I mean I definitely I, I said it last season at the back end of last season uh, when we were discussing what we were going to do in the summer and I said we really need a striker and I don't think that Tammy Abraham is is it and I think that I think Suku realises it too I think he realised it pretty quick that Tams is not quite at the required level to play here and um, in that sense, I think having him on the bench when he wouldn't have gotten on, you know, I think there's more likelihood of an injury to a left back, and maybe you wanted to rest Alonso because he played midweek.
0: Yeah, I mean, for what what I was thinking, um, it bemused in my head. Obviously, we've had this these rumours that um, Tammy's refusing to sign a new contract, and and obviously I, I've I'm taking the mind that. I'm not going to trust the rumour just because it's been said before and then Tammy signed a one-year extension last year. But it just seems to be a bit of a coincidence that it's after that rumour that he gets completely dropped out of the squad. And that starts to make me wonder, is there some smoke? Is there some fire to that smoke Um, that maybe Tuchel's a bit unhappy with Tammy in terms of contract negotiations? What do you guys think?
2: Definitely possible. We're going to let Mike come in on that one.
1: I mean, sure. I think at the same time, we also have to look at the market and what's available come uh, the summer window. And I think it's pretty obvious that we have a blonde elephant in the room um, staring at us. And I'm sorry, man. (laughs) I don't care. Who's uh, who's playing for our team, for that matter? If you have, have the opportunity to sign Holland or dare I say it, Lukaku, you 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 do it, and you know feelings be damned for the current crop of players that are playing that position. Um, it's at the end of the day, it's a business. Tammy's going to be just fine. He's going to make his money. It just may not be wearing a a blue uniform for that matter blue kit. So, no, I have no problems with his um his lack of desire to to sign a contract extension and vice versa. I don't have any problems with Chelsea saying the same thing because it comes down to Tammy betting on himself and what Chelsea think of Tammy for that matter. If Chelsea think that Tammy could be a second choice striker and Tammy thinks that he deserves to be a first choice striker and regardless of what I think regardless of my opinion it doesn't matter um if we have the opportunity to sign somebody such as a, a Haaland or even a, a Lukaku for that matter we, we need to make that only. Huh Holland only <laughs> Hey hey man I I'll, I'll, I'll say this um Antonio Conte has gotten... He's unlocked the Lukaku code. Yep. And and I'm, not,
2: I'm not sure he's going to want to go uh, from there, you know. I think, um, like, he's w- going to be winning there. I can't see him wanting to leave Conte. What do you think?
1: I don't have yeah. a problem with it. Um, I mean, the Italian physios, for that matter, have, have seemed to have gotten that guy on board, and he's dropped a ton of weight and seems to be performing at... His career's best for that matter. Um, so I've got no problems with him staying there. And and if he says, you know what? I need a challenge coming here
0: Yeah, I mean for me, it's just with Lukaku, I think it's One question I'd have is is it's is it that Serie A is just really suited to him and that he that is helping him get the best out of him? Um, two, I'm still got that question of is he good enough in the big games? um and yeah, free. I think we talk about, I think people, a lot of people question about Timo's te- technical ability. I think you, you still also have to have a little bit of a question of Lukaku's touch, Lukaku's um, play, technical play. You We always used to say at Man United that the ball would literally just bounce off at him. So, mm-hmm. I think has much really... Ch- I think I, I would welcome Lukaku as an alternative sign-in, but for the money that Inter would probably want for Lukaku, I'd probably say it wouldn't It wouldn't be a deal that I'd like to go under. I think I'd rather if we can, break the bank for the uh, Norwegian Superman.
2: Has to be. I mean, Haaland's the only one. They've got to go all out, pay whatever money is needed. That's going to be the best striker in the world, in my opinion. So they've got to do it. Um, I think on the list, I mean, Lukaku under, not to kind of Disrespect Mike's point, because Lukaku will definitely be on the list. Oh, you know We need a top five in the world, world-class striker, in my opinion. We need that. One that can drop deep as well and can actually play, that's got a bit of pace, can score, can be strong, can hold the ball up. There are not many in the world that can do that. Lukaku is one of them, so he's on the list. But for me, it's a very short list. It's Haaland, it's uh, Harry Kane, potentially, if he wasn't so injured. It's Lukaku. Uh, even older Lewandowski you know the, those kind of that's the market we need to be hitting not not cheap buys not like um, you know your average players we we cannot win the league with Tammy Abraham and, uh, and and someone said that I'm saying only him but we can't win the league with any of these forwards at this point
0: yeah I've, I think look Haaland he's one of them players you can't turn up the opportunity to sign him I think he's going to cost a lot of money and I think In that reason, a lot of people are going to be, not, uh, frankly, not able to afford him. I think if Chelsea can't afford him, I think we need to go all guns blazing for him. Um, Obviously, Lukaku's, the Harry Kane's, the Lewandowski's, if they're all linked, they they can be alternatives. But I think Lewandowski... I wouldn't say Lewandowski's a downgrade, but obviously... You think of the age, he's not got a lot of time left in the, the gas tank. So that would be my only question for that. Harry Kane obviously is the injuries, but I then again I would take Gary Kane. Lukaku is probably a bit of a downgrade compared to them three. Um yeah. and again, how much are we gonna have to pay for Lukaku, is it actually worth it in the end? Um but yeah, I think Haaland is the option that I'd go for if there is any. Um moving on to Next on uh, Thursday's game, obviously, we haven't got much time to uh, have a break from this Man United game. We go from one big game to another. Uh, We are away at Liverpool next um, on this Thursday evening. Um, Liverpool they are not really on form, but I think they are still winning, if if I'm right. Or they have won. They won 2-0. 2-0. So they are behind they have a little bit of a gap now to us but one point yeah um it is one of them things where it's going to be a big match yeah do you think um what is your early predictions Mar- uh, marv for level game um,
2: i think we're going to win 2-0 two- no, i think we're going to win this game i don't think their defense is very good and the way we kind of quite fight back, i think it lends itself to a nice potential for us as well um i, I think we can win
0: Brilliant, uh, and Mike, I'm expecting a nice positive scoreline
1: from you. <laughs> uh, I, I think we'll win two, um, but I but I suspect that it'll be two one. We'll we'll uh, we'll just inch out above um, them to, to get three points.
0: I mean, it's, we're all it looks like we're all going to be positive for this game because I'm I'm going to go for a a one nil to be positive and optimistic. I think we will get one, but. That will be the only one because I think you got to look at our goal-scoring form at the moment and say I can't, I, I struggle to see us scoring two, three, four goals, especially against no matter how badly injured this Liverpool defence is. Um, in terms of a starting lineup, Mike, what what te- what sort of team would you go for in this in this game?
1: Um. I'm taking into consideration that Tiago Silva is healthy. So with that in mind, I'm going to go with uh, Mindy and Goal, Tiago, Rudiger, and Dave in the back. I'm going to go with uh, Rhys James and Alonso. Then I'll do uh, Conte, Kovacic, and... The three, uh, I'm honestly going to, I mean, for me, it'll probably be uh, Werner up top with, I mean, this is just me and how I would line up. But, yeah, I would do Mount and Pulisic. Um, but I understand that show's likely going to start here.
0: Well, I, I mean, in terms of the hobson Toy thing, he did. Go off injured at halftime. So whether he will be fit for this game is another question. I haven't heard any comments. <laughs> to, I haven't heard well, any comments from Tuchel saying how the injury was. But we'll I have thought to it see. was
1: interesting, um, at least on the American broadcast. And I don't know if this is necessarily the case um, in England, but they made sure to show us that uh, Callum had a uh, had a wrap on his leg, and then he quickly covered it up. So who knows man um could be a bit of a gamesmanship um coming up but but that's how I would line up if if everybody's healthy um, that's that's what I would do personally but I understand that that's not necessarily what um you know Tuku will do and I'm okay with that
0: yeah I mean I, mean, uh, I, mean, I uh, for me I trust Whatever lineup or puts out at the moment. I think I have his full trust and belief uh all the way up to the end of the season and then into next season we'll see what he really does. Um, Marv, what what lineup would you like to see?
2: Um, I'm going to go with the lineup that we played against Atletico. Um, I think that was probably the best lineup. I have Werner in behind. Um, we've still got our race in the hole when I decide to bring Haberts back. I still think there could be something there, but, uh, yeah, I would go with the same lineup. Hopefully, uh, Cho can play again and he can go on the wing back. Alonso back. Um, Rudig if Silva's back, uh, put Silva in for Christensen. Uh, going to have to be Jorginho on cover again. And, um, Yeah, potentially just stick with what's been working, I guess, until it doesn't work, and then we can kind of consider. But
0: thankfully, we've got the options, not many injuries. Yeah, I mean, we've finally been blessed with a lack of injuries. Obviously, the Hudson Doyle one, we don't really know right now how it is, but it may just be has a knock and he doesn't want to risk him. Um, So hopefully he'll be back. In terms of what I would like to see, obviously, I... For me, I have 2 lineups. What I think we will see and what um, I would want to see for me. What I'd like to see, um, obviously Mendy in goal, no doubt. Um, If Thiago's healthy, I'd have Thiago, Rudiger, Asby. Um, Wing-backs, Alonso on the left. Depending on Hudson-Odoi, if he's a fit, play Callum. Um, If not, Reese James goes in that right back, uh, right wing back position. I agree with Marv. I think we need. Uh, I'd like to see the Jovasic um, pivot back. Uh, no discredit to Kante's game today, but I just think that'll be what we need against Liverpool. Um, and then my front three would actually. It's a little bit of a change. I I I do want to bring that wild card man Kai Havertz in at false nine. And then. Either side of him, I'd like Timo Werner and Kristen Pulisic to play. I think that could be something that would, I think it might be the finally the point of our game. We might finally get that attacking. If we're going to get any creativity and we're going to get that some goals, I think that's where it could come from. I think that could help really help us unlock it. Obviously, this is depending on how good habits is. Obviously, I'm also basing this off a comment that Tuchel said about how. He sees Havertz as a nine point five. So that for me, that's obviously evident that he's talking that he's a false nine kind of thing. He's not quite a nine, not quite a ten. So I think this this could be something Tugel could do. I, I was I think I'd love to see it, and I think he will do it at some point It's whether he'll do it for the Liverpool game. For me, I think what Tugel will actually do will probably be, as Marv said, it'll be Giroud, Mount and Hadzadoy or Maybe a Pulisic or someone like that, um, which I, I I wouldn't I don't I don't have any issues against. I think Giroud's good in the big games. He'll have he won't get he 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 was kind of a little bit he struggled at times a bit in today's game. But I think against whatever Liverpool are gonna put out, I don't know what Liverpool defense they're gonna be able to put out. But I, I think he'll struggle. He'll 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 be a bit more his game, but. um We'll have to see. I think I'm confident whatever lineup he puts out. I think that's the positive of having a manager such as Tuchel right now. Um, he's For me, he's really changed his mind, my mind on him. Um, and hopefully he can get us top four. Um, going on to that before we finish, Mike, what do you think of our top four hopes?
1: Do you think we can get top four at the end of the season? Oh, absolutely. Um, you're starting to see some semblance of that with... I mean, a bit of luck for that matter. You um, see uh, Leicester um, have some issues with uh, their squad being able to remain healthy. Um, it'd be interesting to see if uh, West Ham will be actually be in that conversation. But, yeah, I think uh, the fact that it's West Ham that's behind us um, or in front of us for that matter, um, I and Leicester – seems to have some issues with some of their best players staying healthy. I think we have a good shot at staying in, you know, being in that top four at the end of the season for that matter. Um, considering what Tuchel's been able to accomplish and where we, uh, what our schedule looks like here at, towards the end of the season, I think we have a very good shot at that.
0: If I, just to uh, prize you a little bit more, if you could pick, if I give you a prediction, what, what place do you think we'll be at the end of the season? Or
1: um yeah, I, I think I think it'll be I mean, personally I, I think there's there there's no reason to think um and I and I'm just being purely speculative here. Um I think it'll be City, uh United, Chelsea and then Liverpool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I think it's going to, for me, it's going to be quite close in that top four race. So I think it'll be matter of points and possibly, I, I I think it could be a matter of goal difference as well to settle fourth and fifth, which will be very cruel for the team that finishes in fifth in a way. Um, Marv, what, what, what is your thoughts on the top four hopes and your prediction? Oh, I don't
2: like to be asked this question because I said I, th- I think we'll finish fifth. Um, which is not good. Um, I just think there's two. There's, I said before we need to win three big games and we've won one. So we need two more. Uh, but what that was one of the winnable ones. We still got, we've got to beat Leicester. Uh, I count that as a half big game. And then we've got to, if we win Liverpool, if we win like two more big games, I think we'll solidify it. But the problem is I think there's draws in there and we can't really afford to drop too many more games. Because if you're looking at even Everton and Aston Villa have got some games in hand, even if Tottenham win their extra game. They're only like a point or two behind. So we can't afford any more draws and and losses. We need to to like win a lot of these games. And I'm not sure. I mean, I hope Leicester flake out of it, but I'm not sure they will. I know they had a bad game today, but I think some of their games are a bit more uh, easier. And we've got Liverpool and Everton. They're both tough matches. So we need to we need to come away with victories here. This is going to be the the issue. I don't see the top two changing too much. Um, but if we look at Leicester's next games, they've got Burnley, Brighton, Sheffield United. I mean, what's going to happen there? Uh, considering R three, and then after that they have like Man City. But you know, even after that, West Ham, West Brom, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. They, and, and then a, a tough final three games. So you know it's better to have those tough games at the end when you're a bit further ahead. That's that's one of the issues that we have. So for our games, you know we're looking at Liverpool away on Thursday. I mean that's a mammoth game that we're going to have to fight for. Then we've got Everton. But after that we've got a nice run after that, but we need to come through these two two games with more than two points. And uh, so I, it's going to be really tough for us to get in. But I said that last season. I said it was over, and we managed to get in there. So why not?
0: So, if if I was to ask
2: for a prediction right now, what do you think? I'm going to be positive and say we'll get in top four and say we'll do it because we'll beat Liverpool and then we'll beat Everton and we'll keep winning. I think that the system lends itself to a lot of tight games in our favour. So, I, I, let's just say that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd be on the same uh, boat, I think. The one thing with Leicester as well, it's a bit of a positive for them now, is they're not in Europe, so they don't have them Thursday games like Man United will have um, to hold them back a little bit, um, which will help their squad and hopefully keep it fairly healthy. I think they may drop a little bit into the race, but I don't think they'll drop out of top four. Um, I think we will finish fourth um, and it will be very close. As Marv said, I think it's... If we've got to win some more big games to seal it, um, I think you've obviously got Liverpool and Everton, which for me, both of them are kind of big games at the moment. Um, we've still got Man City to play. We've got Leicester. If you want to count Arsenal, we've got Arsenal to play still. Um, West Ham. So all the still, we've still got quite a few of the top teams all around us to play, and hopefully we can get results. And I think they're big six pointers um, that can be the difference between finishing third fourth or fifth so um hopefully i think we will just get over the line as we did last year and then if we get top four hopefully we can get the big summer signing in early harland and have to try and challenge for a title which will
1: <sighs>
0: it'll be about time um yeah Yeah, so that'll be the end of episode 50. Um, Again, to our uh, listeners, I want to thank you guys so much for listening each and every episode. Obviously, we've been away for a few, uh, about a month now, but obviously we've done uh, the episode that came out on Saturday and this one probably come out to you guys on Monday or Tuesday. So we'll be tr- trying to do at least one a week. We'll be getting Mike back on. We'll be having Marv on quite regularly. We'll get Josh, Arrow, Ali on. Hopefully even we'll get Sadiq on at some point. He was trying to come on tonight, but uh, couldn't make it. But we'll definitely get the main man back on. And we will also be getting some special guests. I won't um, tell you what these special guests are, but we will be having some um YouTubers, some um, uh, hot people on Twitter uh, that will be coming on um, between now and the end of the season. And we're looking to give you some quite good content. Um, so thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for giving us 5,000 downloads. And uh, I'll just let uh, Mike and Marv say goodbye to you guys. Thank you very much, as always, my friend. And I enjoyed it a lot. See you guys soon.
1: It's a pleasure. Up the Chelsea. Yes, up the shelves.